Bokar Tov. I said yesterday that we will do the Haftarah of Noach, but okay. the Haftarah of Noach is the same as the Haftarah for Kitetse, which we already did. Okay. So if anybody wants to study the Haftarah, of, they can go back to there. They can go back, and it's still pro. I think it's it was on the podcast yes. actually. May, may have not made it to the podcast. I'm not sure, but but uh, good. Um, you could find it in the chat if anything. Uh, and and I'm only doing this because there's again with so much <laughs> content mashallah. that that uh, we want to you know use every second we can yes. to get through these parashiot. So just a couple of words of introduction. Yesterday I was very happy because at the end of the class, Yoram came up to me and he and he asked. He, he asked something which, which showed me that he actually understood what's, what's been going on, which is something that many people do not understand. And he said, you know, he described the failure of Adam and Chaba. Oh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he said. You described the failure of Adam and Chaba. And then the generation deteriorates until Noah. And then you describe that the Noah story is going to be like the, the flood is kind of going to resemble the creation of the world. And then he said, it seems like God is, is, is uh, manipulating and is preparing things. To, he's testing things to get them to a point where they will actually start to succeed. And we, and we said that each time God makes certain modifications. So with Adam and Chaba, he just lets them live, right? But then after the flood, we're going to see certain modifications. At the, before the flood, we saw that he shortened their lives to 120 years which we thought may, may be a, a modification which would get them to appreciate the fact that they're mortal and then make them behave better. So uh, he said it seems like this whole process of the beginning of Bereshit is a continuous modification until finally we find the thing that works. Yes, with Abraham Levino. Ah, and, then, and then I said exactly, that's the idea. The idea, these introductory, introductory parashiyot are are showing you what the problem is with humanity as a whole to explain to you why we needed Abraham Avinu. Because even after all of the modifications that God does, with the 120 years, with the, with the things still. after the flood, with all the mixing of languages that we will see in the Tower of Babel, we still have problems and we still do not succeed, which is why Abraham needs to come on the scene. And Abraham comes on the scene and, and the way he then does it is God says, you know, to get everybody on the planet to be good, it's not going to happen. But to get one person and his family to be good, that I could do. That we could do. And if that one person and the family becomes good, then maybe they'll turn into a good nation. That's Sefer Shemot. And then they'll be able to influence all of humanity, which is the start of Sefer Yoshua. You know, so so uh, it's, a, it's a very, very long process. The arc of the purpose of the Torah goes across all of the books of the Tanakh. Okay, so that was just a word of introduction. So I was glad to see that Yoram understood that. Um, and I hope it became evident by now based on our studies. Another thing I want to point out, a very interesting nuance which I read, which Rabbiton pointed out in previous years and then I reread this year, which I found very interesting. You know, if you look at the, it's very hard to kind of study the genealogical lists that we were studying yesterday. I kind of, I kind of skimmed over them. Where we, we had the genealogical list of Lemech, of uh, sorry that led of Cain, which led to his son Lemech, mm-hmm. and then we had the genealogical list of Shet, which led us to Noah, 
And a scholar, I'm not going to say who it is, but there was one scholar who counted the years of Adam's life. And he realized that Noah was actually around for Adam's death. And we know that the people in the time of Noah started behaving very poorly. And he wanted to make the following claim, which is a fascinating idea. And he he said that the fact that Adam dies and then the people start to behave poorly is significant. Because until Adam died, people thought, how does a person die? Murder, because they saw kind in heaven. But if a person isn't murdered, then there's no death. Ah, who's yeah. going, who's yeah, going yeah, to... No experience. That's when no knowledge of but then, uh, But then Adam dies on his own accord of old age, and then all the people say, wait a second, are we all going to die? And the, the realization of our mortality can have two effects. It can either have the effect of making us try to live better, or, or, or if you're not guided by the belief in an afterlife, exactly. The other, the other thing it could do, the YOLO. other potential oh. thing is YOLO, is but, let's enjoy as much as we can, no, or in the words of the Tanakh, Achol v'shato ki namut. We will eat and we will drink because tomorrow we die. So it seems like Noah's generation fell prey to that second, more base uh, uh, reaction to mortality, and then that's why they started behaving so poorly. So that was some interesting words of introduction for Noah. Uh, Some of the things to look out in Parashat Noah. I'm just going to give you some of the keys in advance. Mm -hmm. Look out for the usage of the word Elohim versus the word Adonai. Okay, because they're they're used uh, very, very, very carefully. Okay, Uh, another thing is to keep, look out for references where the words match the creation story. Because, there's going, because this is a second creation. And the third thing, which is also very fascinating, keep out an eye out for um, re- the relationship between Noah and Moshe Rabbeinu. Because, because one of the modifications that God is going to do upon letting Noah out, out of the ark, he's going to modify the creation by instituting the first laws for humanity. Which is where we get the idea of Sheva Mitzvot Bnei Noach, that Noach represents the Moshe Rabbeinu for the nations, and the Moshe Rabbeinu is the Moshe Rabbeinu for us. So, uh, so those the laws that Noach will institute kind of draws a parallel to Moshe Rabbeinu, who is our version of Noach, and maybe we're going to find in the text some some hints to the fact that that Noach is related to Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, now we can begin setting the text inside. Pasuk Perak Bav, sixth chapter. Pasuk Tet. What did we do at the end of of yesterday's class? What was that? What did the text say? Here, the text. The text already introduced the idea of the the thing of Noah. So it says that the the Bnei Ha'Elohim took the Benot Adam, the strong men took the the women, and we said that's like the law of the jungle prevailed, which is not what God wants. He wants the the women to be taken care of, not to be stolen. Okay, and then God sees that it's very bad. Vayar. There is one person. Adonai. Okay, Adonai sees that it's bad. The, the actions of man. And all of his thoughts are, are just are crooked. And then God and Adonai. I'm going to be specific also with when I, when I say the Adonai in Parsha Noach, I'm going to be specific. And Adonai was upset that he, saw, that, that, uh, he created man and he got upset. And Adonai said, I'm going to, I'm going to erase everything. Uh, and, but Noah found favor in the eyes of Adonai. Okay. So what, why, I mean, the distinction that from then on, the days of man were reduced to 120. I mean, yeah. What was the... 
that, so, so, we, so we said two interpretations to that. One is that it's not referring to the days of individual man. It's saying that from the time that that pasuk is, 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 from the time that God makes that pronouncement, He said, I'm going to bring man's end in 120 years. Mm-hmm. Which means that the, the flood will begin in 120 years from now. Which is one of the reasons the Midrash tells us that Noah was building the ark for how many years? 100 years. 120 years. 100, yes. So it, it matches that pasuk. Okay. That, God, that God said I'm going to. But the other interpretation is referring to individual lives. What did we say yesterday? Yeah, is that people living 900 plus years had no realization of their mortality. Yeah. So it didn't affect their decision making enough. Long term they said I can make a mistake. Exactly. Same years like now. Let's say in their their mind maybe it was not even a year because there was no calendar, right? I mean, they they still had the the movement of the sun. They they still used the luminaries for timekeeping. I would assume they were using the luminaries for some kind of timekeeping. I don't know that somebody could look into how like primitive societies how much of a calendar system that they have. Sense of time that runs out, like a. Calendar. So uh, they also, must have. They must have had a certain oh, we, we had because knowledge they, of time. The fact is that because it was day, day and night, day and night. They, from that, they realized the time. I mean, uh, maybe, I guess uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. There is day and night now. Yeah. If it's Monday, Tuesday, Week, Wednesday, Mondays. Uh, that's well, they did. They did have because Agaros Bachum told Noah in 120 years, I will. You have to build a teva, and then did he tell him the time? Yeah, maybe they had the sense. So of he time. had a concept. <clears throat> I, I Seasons, times. I'm sure they put there must something have been, in there place. Must be, but, but it was more okay. So evident, let's more not let's, let's, keep, let's see. Un, let's understand where we're even going with this conversation. Yeah. The question was: All these 900 plus years are those following normal years? That's what Leon asked, which is a good question. Those the 900 plus years that people lived is it the normal years that we're we're familiar with? I would assume it is because the Torah is speaking to us. Okay. So even if they were keeping it in a weird way, I would assume that the Torah is speaking to us in the years that, we're, we, that we recognize. No, no, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know the answer. I'm just... I'm just that's a, it makes it very logical. I'm just... I'm not so important about it. I'm just curious. No, no, no. These are going to... I don't want to waste time about this. Okay, let's start. Okay. So we already had the introduction to Noah, why he comes on the scene. Now... Let's again. Let's be. Let's be careful with our reading. Noah. This. These are the happenings of Noah, or these are the descendants of Noah. Yes. Probably more. It's the happenings of Noah. Uh, uh, and by the way, the word Toledot. Anytime you see the word Toledot in the Torah, it's like a new segment. Toledot. This guy. It means we're we're either finishing something or we're starting something. Okay. Toledot Noah. Noah ish sadik tamim haya bedorotav etaylohim hitalech Noah. These are the happenings of Noah. Noah was a righteous and pure man in his generations. He walked with God. Noah did. Noah had three sons. Et Shem, Et Cham, Ve'et Yafet. He had three sons by the names of Shem, Cham, and Yafet, or Yefet. The land became corrupted before the Elohim. And the land was filled with Hamas, which is like theft. Yes. And Elohim and Elohim saw the land that it was it was uh, it was corrupted. that all flesh had corrupted its way on the land. So uh, a question for you: Why did we have we not seen the sons of Noah already from the genealogical list? Yes. We saw them, yes. right? So why is it repeating that he had three sons? Shem, Ham, Bayafet. 
Because they're probably going to be an integral part of... Exactly, that's the answer. The answer is that these sons, apart from the fact that they were in that genealogical list... There was a genealogical list. Now now they're part of the story. Exactly, now they're part of the drama. So they're an integral part of the drama. We're going to first... We're seeing... Besides for the fact that he brings them onto the Teva, which is significant in and of itself, after he comes off the Teva and he he engages in, in... some behavior, yes, which we will talk about, yes. uh, his sons play a very integral role again. Yes. And these, are, these sons are going to be the father of humanity, yes. Shem being the, the father, forefather of all of Simons. our line, and then Yafet being of the Greek line, we'll say, Ham being of the, maybe we'll call it the African line, it's not really clear, or the Canaanite line, or the whatever it is. Okay. So Elohim says to Noach, So Elohim says to Noach, The end of all men or all flesh has come before me because the land has been filled with corruption because of them, and I'm going to destroy them on the land. Make yourself a teva. That's out of gopher wood. A teva is an ark. Kinim ta'aseta Make the teva into rooms. Have it broken up into rooms. And you should cover it from the outside and from the inside and from the outside with kofer is pitch. I don't know what the pitch is to be honest, but that's how it is. It's some kind of... Uh, it's a, lubricant. Maybe like a no, not lubricant. It's, no, it's no, some like kind of car. impermeable. That's, it's not non, non-permeable. Uh, no, no, waterproof. Yes. Yeah, some kind of tar. Some kind of tar. That would stop those. That would be waterproof. Yeah. Okay. Tetvav. Uh, and this is the size that you should make it. Shilosh me'ot amma. 300 amot. Orecha teva should be the length. Chamishim amma rochbah. 50 amot should be its width. Ushloshim amma, komata, and 30 amot should be its height. What's an amma? About a foot and a half. It was, okay. it was a, the typical measure they used. It was from, it was from like the... It was the length of the arm. They would use very convenient measures, right? So you could use your arm. Still not a... little more. Almost two feet. Yeah, about a foot and a half, yeah. I mean, depending on the person, they would be different, right? Okay. Tsohar ta'asela teva. You should make a window for the teva. Tsohar interesting word because there's a discussion as to what a tsohar is but the pshat is that it's a window you should make a window for the teva and, and the teva let me explain it like this the teva should have the roof of it should be at, a, at an angle or should approach an amma at the top meaning if the roof is going to be slanted it should be slanted the flat part, which is the meeting point of the two slants, will be only an amma wide, which is like, which is a very, very narrow, very which nothing. would allow yeah. for the rain to obviously fall off. Okay, so that's the idea there. So it should approach to an amma at the roof. You can learn like crazy stuff. The architectural ideas. Now there's a big question as to why we have to know all of the architectural ideas. The river boats are made by out of this from the Parashano. Okay, so anyways, uh, it should approach an amount to the top. The entrance should be on the side. And it should have a ground floor, a second floor, and a third floor. So we know it should have a lot of compartments because we said we know it should have, a, uh, we should have three floors. So clearly, what's going to be the main purpose of the Teva, which could be one of the answers why we need to know the details of its construction. So one of the main purposes of the, of the Teva is going to be categorization of the items that are within the Teva. We will see when, when the animals are brought onto the Teva, 
it's going to use the word leminehem over and over and over again. Leminehem. by their species, meaning each individual species should be divided and placed within its specific compartment. Exactly. Now, how does that, why is that significant? Because in the original creation story, it also kept using the word leminehu, 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 by its species. Meaning when God created the world, things were done in an orderly way, in, in, a, in a way of, of precision and order and categorization. And when they come onto the teva, they must be done in an orderly way. And one of the things that we said was that prob- the problem from before the teva, that they had to come onto the teva, was the improper sexual interactions between the species exactly. and between, which is, between the human beings which is yeah. and That's also the Midrash so. even says by the animals that they were also engaging in improper yeah. sexual yeah. behavior which therefore we see now the, the Teva will be cleaning that up yes. okay? they were not allowed in the Teva the ones that they yeah, so, by the way uh, as an aside what's one of the reasons they say for the, for the law of Shatnez What's the reason for, for Shatnez? One of the reasons is, to, mix, is we don't want to mix things in a, in a way of testimony to the fact that God designated these things as separate and we respect the fact that God put certain things in this world. That's one of the reasons for behind Shatnez. Yes, Kohen Gadol could have Shatnez. Well, a specific type of Shatnez, the one on the clothing. There are other forms of Shatnez, by the way. There's Shatnez of animals that you can't use two animals to work the field. Yeah, kilayim, shatnez is the same thing. Animals you can't use, let's say, a horse and a, and a donkey to work the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you also can't plant uh, mixed mix Basically, things. the idea is Vashemak created something pre-designated for this. Don't go mix it with something else. Yes, because then yes. you're going against the will of Hashem. You're it's going like, against oh, you're the creation. There's a, create whatever Not that we're not allowed to, to recreate and to develop upon, but we should have some recognition of the boundaries and of the way that God created from things. That's the ultimate force. Yeah, that would be interesting to see if... It, the, these are both in Kitetse. If you want to look, see the, how close the cross-dressing Isur is to the Isur of Shatnez. I'll be interested to see if there's any relationship in their ordering. Um, I don't know if there is. You have to check Parshat Kitetse. Okay, so that was all a tangent. But Vani, so God says, I'm going to bring the mabul of water on the land. Mabul is the flood. To destroy all flesh that has a life within it. From under the heavens. Everything that's on the land will be destroyed. So you're hearing the words Shamaim Va'aretz. Also, Bereshit Paralim, Eta Shamaim Eta Aretz. And I will establish my covenant with you Or I'll keep my covenant with you What is the covenant with Noah? To save him yes. okay, I'll keep my covenant with you You and your sons And your daughters And your wife And the, da- and the wives of your sons And your daughters-in-law What's interesting about this pasuk? What, the order You and your sons and then your, your, and then wife, your wife and the, daughter. and the daughters. First the men, the, first and, the men then, and then the women. The men. What does the Chachamim say about this? It's like the, the birth of uh, Adam and then... Uh... Huh, I didn't <laughs> think about that. Uh, no, that's not what I was thinking. What I was thinking, what the Midrash says is that they had to separate, they had to separate from one another even. Oh, here. Male and female. Yeah, they, yeah. Couldn't, they couldn't be with one another on the Teva. Oh, so no, there was no, no for two oh, reasons. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So they separated from one another. Um, 
one of the reasons to say is because in the time in the time of destruction of the world, the person doesn't get engaged in conjugal behavior. Right? So that's one reason. Another reason could be in line with what we were saying. It represents the division and the separation of things. I mean, there's no, there's no issue, there's no problem of, of kedushah. This is the first time also we see that Kadosh Baruch is actually making a breed with mankind. Yeah, and who else has who else has a berit? Well, the most famous berit is the one. I mean, we have one Abraham Avinu, uh, which may be one of the reasons they compare Abraham Avinu to Noah, the t- first two people who have a berit. But also, there's a berit with with Am Israel yeah, Mount Sinai. And, and Mount Sinai. So yeah, but this is the first berit. The first that's a very that's a very good point to think. Because to point I down. think God shows His side. I'm going to save you, and and I will keep my promise to you. So it's the first time we actually see a godly promise that's. And because there is no experience with mankind about who is, you know, God keeps his word. This is really somebody who's like, okay, I'm going to save you. Yeah. Now we will see that we're here. And, and maybe, which is what we're going to explore, the, that's what it means when God relates to Noah on the plane of Adonai as opposed to Elohim. Adonai is when he interacts in a very human way. With, with Noah. Okay? Uh, anyways, back to Pasuk Yutet. Mikol Achai, Mikol Basar. From all the living creatures, from all flesh, bring two onto the teva to, to keep alive with you. They should be male and female. From the birds to the behemah. From the birds to the animals, from the things that are crawling on the ground to its species. Two of each you should bring to keep them alive on the Teva. And you should take all food that can be eaten and bring it to you. Why would you need so much food? For the animals. And it will be for you and for them to eat. And Noah did everything that Elohim commanded him. Elohim. Yeah. Food. That, food. That's what the question was. Yeah, yeah. There's no. They're not. They're not. Are considered just food, not. Not, not life. Being. Well, they they're going to regenerate on their own, mm-hmm. because because if you know the, the uh, what, what we said in the, in the story of creation, what we said in the story of creation is that the plant life came as a byproduct of the clearing of the atmosphere and of the pulling back of the waters from the land from the right. earth, but the animals needed a specific creation because life the life force that is within an animal cannot naturally come after even if you were to establish the perfect living conditions life needs to be created otherwise it won't it won't just develop out of the animal so noah what's what needs to be recreated noah brings onto the teva but the things that are a natural progression that come from the previous phases of once the the mabul goes away and the waters are pulled back from on the earth again, the plants will regrow. That's going to happen on its own. So he doesn't need to, to save any okay. species. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really explain it yet, but I'm just calling your attention to the ah. fact that within the story of Noah, the words Adonai and Elohim are used very specifically. And, and, now, and, and I'll point out to you the first one. We just said the story of Noah was commanded to bring the animals two by two, male and female. And this was commanded to him by Elohim. Elohim. 
now he's going to then be commanded to bring even more of the tahor animals, of the, of the kosher animals. Which, which the reason he's being told to bring so many of those is because he's going to have to bring korbanot. With, the, with those kosher animals as a means of connecting to God. And lo and behold, who is the one who commands him to bring the kosher animals? Adonai. It's Adonai. What is that the reason? What's so the Adonai, animal? is the speci- it's, like, it's like me calling you sir or me calling you Leon. Right? If I know you and I, have an inter- and I have a relationship with you, I go by your name, by your specific name. But I use, I use euphemisms when I don't know you. So sir, I don't, I don't know you. But Leon, it means we have a relationship. It's like sir and Elohim would be I, I, it was Elohim a bad it was a bad distant. analogy Elohim is, Elohim is, is more distant. distant so so as I said before the, the goyim relate to God on the on That's the plane of Elohim Jewish people who have a more specific relationship with God they they relate to God on Adonai so it's good to, it's good to have that just to, to have that realization so the two by two animals that are that are just brought in order to preserve the species on a broad level those are commanded by Elohim but as the animals that are brought the kosher ones to enable a relationship between man and God those are commanded by Adonai so we'll, we'll continue exploring this tomorrow but the story is very very specific and, and I think we have the tools to kind of truly understand it because we know all of the you know the, the carryover from the previous stories is going to be very important to understand otherwise you, you miss all of the, the hidden the hidden details here Baruch Adonai Amen. 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 Amen.